This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The difficult run has started and it started with a difficult and definitive defeat. A new thing to talk about for us for a while on the Blue Monday podcast. David Diamond, I'm going straight in. I'm going in hot with a quiz question. Go. How many days since Ipswich Town lost an EFL game? Have a, have a guess in the comments if you've watched it live. By two goals. How many Ouch. days? Welcome to the uh, Blue Monday podcast, by the way. We are live here on <laughs> YouTube while David thinks about this answer. Do say hello in the chat. Keep the debate going as we go through. If you're listening after the fact, we appreciate the hell out of you. Do come and join us live. Each and every Sunday, as we get wisdom like this from David Diamond, I'd go. We didn't. We didn't lose one by two last year, did we? I'd, I'd go like four hundred and four hundred and fifty-eight. Four hundred and fifty-eight. Have a guess in the chat. Um, did we? Can I say, Seb? Neil is closer with six hundred and fifty. Whoa! Um, and another Neil. Do you want to have a guess, Seb? Yeah, it's got to be early days, McKenna. Six hundred and eighty, I reckon. <laughs> Dave, I can't even go through with the gag that we've set up. It is 608, and I told Seb the answer in the green. But, Seb, 680 days since um, Ipswich Town have lost the game by two goals in the EFL. And um, against Bolton, yeah? It was against Bolton in January 2022. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Through last season, it didn't feel like we were as comprehensively beaten as we were yesterday. In any of the four defeats, I've just gone back through them. Plymouth was ding-dong. Lincoln was just a weird one where we had 40 shots and they scored one. Oxford was in the... um, Actually, to be fair, Wickham did a number on us. That was the closest Mm. it's been. But, yeah, it's been a long while since we were kind of second best, you know, and you come away going, nah, we didn't really lay a glove on them today, did we? Very much so, yeah. For me, it was just that Wickham game, wasn't it? The Ainsworth did a number on us. The rest of them were all pretty close or or kind of weird anomaly kind of game. So, thankfully, it's not a regular occurrence for us. Um, don't overrun tonight. Uh, apparently, we're up against I'm a celeb, Dave. And um, a strange feeling um, to to be beaten comprehensively. We'll get into the we'll get into the game. Um, and yeah. It's going to be about how we react now, isn't it? It is. I'm quite looking forward to this evening, actually. It's almost like back to normal. Normal <laughs> normal service has been resumed. You know, we had, we've almost had like an 18-month hiatus and um, normal normal service is back. No, um, bottom line yesterday, just comprehensively outplayed in every single department, I think. Yeah, they were good, weren't they? We, we'll yeah, get they into were. This. Uh, Seb's just said to me before we started... Um, you can probably save a bit of time in the format for Millwall because we can analyse the game fairly sharpishly, if you know what I mean, in terms of how it kind of went down. And uh, Kieran McKenna was very um, kind of uh, honest as ever with his assessment. Let's let's get into this um, then. So it was uh, West Brom 2, Ipswich 0. Um, and the teams, Dave, um, in my usual miss by one on the Fan Hub app, I had Luongo in for Taylor, but... 
Taylor gets the start. Um, just your quick thoughts on why yeah, that was- I mean. Yeah, I mean, Taylor probably deserved a start after, you know, last time out, obviously, Swansea game. He scores an absolute worldie, as we know. And, and all round, he had a really good game. Um, no surprise, Williams Williams now um, fully fit, straight back in. I think everyone would have certainly um, certainly been pleased about that. Um, maybe the only other doubt would have been on the right, but we subsequently found out that Hutchison's unwell. So, yeah, Burns was nailed on starter there. So, pretty much I thought as, yeah, the... Yeah, other than Taylor Luongo, I think I think that's probably um, fair enough. I think. And um, said so when you look through this West Brom team, um, Kieran McKenna was keen to point out the the sort of physicality, which maybe um, uh, a Carlos Corberon isn't actually responsible for. When you look at the arrival dates of these these players, there's a few different. You know, you've got a big Sam in there. You've got a um, Valerian Ishmael, um, a Steve Bruce, etc. <laughs> Um, before, you know, all the type of managers who might build that type of team. But um, I'll just whack through Palmer, Townsend, Kipray, Bartley, Furlong, Yakuslu, Moa, Phillips, Diangana, Wallace and Thomas Asante. And it feels like the first time this season, said where we've come up against some proper, hardened, grisly championship know-how and they've been too good for us, Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, me and Rich discussed on pre-match the size of their their back line. They played mainly a three at the back, I think, so far this season. So a bit of a surprise that they matched us up and went back to a uh, back to a back four. But those centre halves were huge, and they've got you know experience running down the the spine of the side. Big money signing in Diagarana. You know, he went for twelve million quid at one point from from West Ham to West Brom. So it's kind of yeah, a bit of a a bit of a mismatch, isn't it? Of you know really good, experienced Championship players, good physicality, good pedigree, and and. And, and yeah, they just matched us up, and um, and and they were just yeah, simply too good for us all over the pitches. We'll get onto. And Dave Seb makes a good point there, which actually makes this opening goal quite clever um, because they're obviously set up with um, for this corner after four minutes, with the big guys going to head towards the back post, and the little fullback's going to make the run into the near post. I have to say, Dave, it has to be the right pace on the ball and a really damn good header to score from that. I'm sure you're going to comment on. Um, Davis letting um, uh, Furlong in front of him, but cle- clever set play looked looked very yeah, deliberate I mean, I think, to me, and they are good on set plays. I think you've got to look at the move that set it up. The the ball in from from uh, Jed Wallace to set it up was just sensational, wasn't it? And maybe perhaps Davis could have bit got a bit tighter there, but he gets out of his feet, whips it in, and Asante he's on his Asante Thomas is on his heels. He should he should be in on that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good delivery again. My my hobby horse. Look, I know I'm an old fart, but I always I'd always have a defender on the back post. I'm sorry, I always will defender on the back post. They don't score. This this is cleared. But um, no, it's quite clear. I think he does. He lose Davis. I think perhaps he loses Davis. But it's a hell of an angle for the head. He does really well actually. But you're right. It's a pace on the ball from Phillips. Is brilliantly whipped in, and he's not. I don't think for one minute. Um, Furlong's trying to score with that header. He's just trying to put it in an area, and it's just it's a great angle and. I don't think you can fault Ladkey really for that either because it's just a great angle across him really, isn't it? Yeah, um, and Seb, we, I witnessed Carlos Corberon's Huddersfield side in 21-22 with not as good players as he's got this season. Go 18 games unbeaten, I think, and get to the playoff final. And their specialty was team shape, set plays, mm. counter-attacks, and being really bloody hard to beat. You do not want to go one nil down to this manager away after four minutes. Absolutely not. And the warning sign was there with that initial cross, wasn't it? I think they're one of the top sides for crossing in the division. That ball in from Wallace was lovely. There's your kind of your early let off. Keep it tight from the corner. Don't do anything silly. Like Dave said, I'd, I'd like somebody on the back post as well. And yeah, it's a, it's a it's a nightmare start, isn't it? You know, under the lights, on Sky TV, straight away there. They're up for it with the crowd. And we've got this annoying habit again where we concede early for the, whatever it is. Is it the fifth game in a row now? Sixth game in a row? It feels like, yeah, something like that, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a worrying trend, but perfect start for them. Nightmare start for us and it really knocked the stuffing out of both the crowd and both the both the players on the pitch obviously and Dave I think we're going to see this now aren't we Beans we've scored so many points playing this way what West Brom do really well now is they know we're going to try and play the entire length of the pitch and play out from the back they're right up on halfway they're squeezing it's kind of a sort of 4-3-3 off the ball when you looked in defense really narrow really tight really compact and um, they let us have it wide in the early phases, 
pressed really well and yeah, just gave us and, nothing. And, did they? and I think it's when they didn't press, I thought was pretty good as well. They they really knew when to not press. And think of how often in the first half, Wolfenden was just sitting on halfway with the ball, static basically, because there was really nowhere, you know, nowhere to go other than sideways or even backwards on occasions. You know, there wasn't, <clears throat> there wasn't, the press wasn't there for him to, as we see, for him to break the press and carry the ball. Um, so that was pretty, pretty impressive for me, um, you know, for me also. Um Probably our biggest weapon at times last night, certainly first half, first 20 minutes, was the couple of crossfield balls for, for Burns, which, again, he just didn't really make enough of, did he? No, I mean, that was the out ball, Seb, wasn't it? The straight one down the, the right-hand side just to go over the top of the over the top of the high line. But as Dave points out, so many times the ball that the ball that breaks the press sometimes come from comes from Flacky, doesn't it? Into mm. into midfield. They just didn't allow it, did they? No, they, they schooled us all over the pitch. They dominated us physically. And uh, like Dave said, it was impressive, you know, when they weren't sort of looking to press us, they would sit back and just wait. You know, you could see they'd been superbly coached for the couple mm. of weeks before we before we arrived in town. The, the chaplain went out to the right wing and played a couple of kind of first-time balls into the right-hand channel for, for Burns to get onto. And it looked like we were going to get a bit of joy getting in behind the full-backs at one point. Davis on the other side kind of went forward. And I didn't think it was a, a penalty personally, but a half-hearted, half-hearted sort of shout. I don't know if you've got replays on on Sky, obviously, I've seen. I've not seen a replay on the extended highlights, but I, I didn't think it was a, no. a penalty. Got shot off. He should have got yeah. shot away there. He yeah. really should have got shot away. Yeah, and obviously the other, the other moment is when yeah Chaplin manages to flick the ball on the one time we've got a spare man over again in that right hand channel with Burns and yeah blazes it high and wide doesn't he? Do you think a fully fit Wes Burns probably takes a better touch, gets it out and fires it home like he did against? I, I thought Hull that it was season. probably not a too dissimilar position when he flashes a ball in low against Hull, isn't it? Similar, yeah. similar. Maybe he was a little bit closer in against Hull to be fair, but yeah, just I, I think as as we quite rightly said, I think we were dominated all over the pitch last night. However. One of our, one or two of our players looked really below par, really, and and I, and I don't think that was entirely down to West Brom. You know, touch wasn't there. Um, you know, just things just weren't things just weren't coming up. Broadhead just looks out of sorts to me. Really, really big out of sorts. I don't know what, how you feel about that. I know there was a number that didn't quite perform last night, but I thought Broadhead more than anybody just because his standards have been so high. So I'm saying he's been poor, but just just not at the level. Last few games, I don't think. Look, uh, you know me. I'm in a massive cognitive dissonance about Broadhead, and I'm literally mm. never going to criticise him ever. Oh, I'm not um, criticising him. <laughs> but yeah. um, they they marshaled that. Um, yeah, you're probably the, right. The yeah. space into you know when it works well, and they play through, mm. and then someone can feed Broadhead into the pocket inside left. Just space wasn't wasn't there in this game. The space was in the bloody fullback areas and for a high ball over the top. Unless you can really move the ball through that press, and and, and we couldn't. Um, the the space wasn't there. It's, it sounds like I'm giving the players a bit of a pass. Um, just um, coming back at something Dave said. Said it's one of those games where I don't actually single out individuals in respects of. I think it was one team strategy won the game for them mm. as opposed to you know we could have an individual come up with a bit of magic but that's not how this team has won games Sam. it's been controlling games making lots of chances hasn't it that that yeah. was kind of my feeling yeah i thought everybody had a had an off night really you know i'd say our lowest performance was probably a four and our best was probably a six and that kind of shows that throughout the entire 11 we were we were way down i don't know how it came across on the telly we seemed to have a real lack of tempo about our our entire play for 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 certainly the i guess the first 20 25 minutes of the first half we we kept the ball a little bit towards half time but but even in the second half you know the normal kind of pinging the ball around and looking to to break quickly just 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 wasn't there at all that the lack of tempo and the the lackluster kind of approach really came across last night I thought and there wasn't an outball Hurst was just totally dominated he was physically, dominate, yeah. physically he, dominated last night they were yeah. tough weren't they they really were and Morsey I don't think I've seen Morsey crikey in the last two seasons being totally dominated so by so much last night 
But again, it's it's experienced players in the middle, isn't it? You've got yeah. Mauer who was on at Middlesbrough last year and OK yeah. next to him was just, you know, the shield and they just, yeah, yeah. like you say, dominated the ball. I wonder if maybe with hindsight, Luongo starts there instead of Taylor and maybe provides a little bit more solidity. I'm not sure. But yeah, we couldn't get the mid... We, we couldn't get, get going all over the pitch, to be honest with you. Could we, yeah. No matter what we did, every time we tried something new, we just got shut down pretty quickly. Even even the yeah. balls down the right for Burns, you know, Corberon clearly changed something. I, I think Townsend mm-hmm. started staying slightly deeper and, and that got shut down as well. So, you know, the, 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 the tactics from West Brom were absolutely spot on through the whole as, 90 minutes. As someone, as someone said, quite rightly said on the Telegram group, group you wouldn't want to face them in the playoffs, would you? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you want to face a far more open. <laughs> well, he got he got Huddersfield through to the finals. Yeah, I, I was at both of those um, playoff games against Luton. Mm. And yeah, I, I will double down on what you've just said, Dave. You don't want Corbyn in the playoffs, whoever you no. are. Even if you're a year one parachute team, he's the one <laughs> you kind of probably want to avoid, isn't he? Seb, um, you think uh, Kieran McKenna can work his magic at half time, and you come out and you you force a corner, and Plymouth nearly did us with one of these vertical counter attacks. Mm. Okay, it's annoying. It's a beautifully taken goal, the second one, isn't it? It is, yeah. We started quite well. Obviously, Morsley plays the kind of clips the ball into the back post where Hurst is lurking, put out for a corner, and Morsley gets a shot. They were very. I wouldn't say jammy, but a lot of the ricochets did fall their way last night. And that's what kind of happens from Morsey's shot, isn't it? And suddenly they're off and, you know, that pace, we had, then we had two back. Did we have Taylor and, and Williams with the players kind of left back? And suddenly you've got, you know, Wallace picks it up, finds Asante Thomas, who slips it through to Degarana. Thomas Asante. Thomas Asante. I keep doing you. that. Yeah, I keep, yeah, I keep getting the name the wrong way around. Um, slips it in and, and yeah, they, 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 they fire home. He hits the post, in off the post and it's an absolute, killer time to score isn't it you know conceding early in the first half is one thing and then you come out you start reasonably well for the first two or three minutes of the of the second half and it's an absolute killer blow at that point because you know having seen in the first half how well they've shut the game down after going one up that in reality this is going to be a hell of a long night to try and get something out of it was a a, a good goal um and yeah just awful timing on our part again and there's been times dave um flaggy's Bailed us out in those 1v1s. Yeah, no I tell you what, yeah. what caught my eye on that goal, the little slip ball from from Thomas Asante was delightful because he could have got that wrong. It was only a little, what, two or three yard ball, but the weight on it, it just, he just sort of, you know, how he passed it, he just sort of, you know, just very caressed it through. And um, yeah, it's a classy, well, yeah, 12 million pound player, classy finishing off the far post. And um, yeah, you're not, you're, well, you know, you're just not coming back from that. Not last night, not against them. That killed us, didn't it, Dave? Yeah. And maybe, maybe if we'd have, had Hutchinson on the bench. I don't know. Yeah, I think that would so. Have something uh, I would have yeah, gone yeah, to. Different. But... It'd been yeah, some, something different. A different threat on the night. On the night, I think. But as you know, as McKenna said in his in his um, you know, in his post match, you know, conceded the goals at both those times just kills you, doesn't it? You're not got a foothold in the game for the first one. Okay, with that fairly regularly in previous weeks. But what was that? Four or five minutes. You got no foothold in the game then, and then. Yeah, okay. It's only like ninety seconds in the second half, but we did have it was a nice, probably one of our better, best attacks so far with a little clip ball from Morsey, and Bartley just gets a bit on it to takes it off from Hurst, and then what? From again, disappointing thing there is from our corner, isn't it? And that's a that's always a shit show, you know, from your own corner and what twenty seconds, twenty five seconds later the ball's in your goal. So um, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, just put it down to um, I say one of those, but yeah, they were they were they were very good. They were very good. Um, we'll go to summings up. Let's just give you the numbers and see if they tell us anything that our our eyes weren't. Probably not, to be honest. Yeah, God, look, 0.23 XG for the top scorers in the division, 51-49 <laughs> in our favour on the possession, zero big chances created or missed. And there's the big one, isn't it? Look, zero shots mm. on target. So regardless of... I mean, I agree with your points about the defending, Dave, but... Um, a simple leap of logic because if you make no chances and have no shots on target, it doesn't really matter how you defend you. Yeah, look, you look, ain't looking to win anyway. Nice, quite a nice little cameo from um, from Dane Scarlett at the end. He was really unlucky. That was close. That left foot shot yeah. near the uh, you know near the end. Well, maybe not surprise me if he gets a start Wednesday. We'll get on to that, David. We'll get on to that. Don't jump I'm sure the gun. We will. I'm sure. Um, we will. Seb, your um, your summings up on West Brom away. I think Nick summed it up nicely in the comments towards the start of the chat. He just said we were out for and out for, and we were, you know, their tactics were spot on. They closed us down brilliantly. They they stopped us playing our natural game. We had probably all bar 
probably Brandon Williams were probably a five or a four out of out of ten. Brandon Williams did okay. He, he, you know, it was good to see him back in the side, put in a crunching tackle like he always does. Had a naughty one in the second half like he always does. Oh yeah, he was probably the best of a of a bad bunch. But yeah, too many off players up against too good at opposition who were expertly coached on the evening and, and, and kept us at arm's length for the entire 90 minutes, I thought. Um, but the good thing is, obviously, it's come at the start of a three-game week with two home games to follow. So that's the crucial thing. If this is two weeks ago and it's the last game before the international break, maybe you're thinking, oh, okay. But the fact we can follow it up so quickly uh, against Millwall on Wednesday and then and then next weekend against Coventry is, is vital, I think. Yeah, and unfortunately, Morsey then picks up another booking, doesn't he? So yeah. that's what eight now. So and it, yeah. it was needless as well. I don't think yeah, he had yeah. to do it. That's the frustrating thing. Frustration, so frustration all round, really. I think he's going to end up missing Norwich and Leeds, isn't he? <laughs> you Ireland? know, it's oh, stop <laughs> it. Well, whatever is going on, we've we've hyped up this month a lot with Middlesbrough away as well, and you got Leicester in there. You know, the likelihood is. Whenever it does fall, yeah, he and the, slim, slim, you know, I say slim chance, and the chance that I don't know, half an hour to go on Wednesday, we're two up. Get him off, bring on Luongo or Taylor. Get him off, um, Dave. You got anything to add on top of what? Seb no, said not really. I think I think you know um, Seb just said it. We were pretty much schooled, schooled throughout. I think. Um, I'm on criticism about Corber and he's just not animated enough, is he? I mean, Christ. <laughs> what? I mean, it was quite funny on Sky. They actually didn't. They commented on Sky just how animated he was, opposed to McKenna, who's very, you know, considerate and he's really not, um, you know, certainly no hand gestures or anything. It's quite, it was quite funny. My God. But, um, yeah, no, they absolutely did a number on us and take that move on. And as, as Seb quite rightly said, you know, better to come last night with two. Yeah, you'd think very winnable home games to come this week. And we're going to get into the championship. Um, better to drop points when everyone else drops points than oh. um, when everybody else wins as well. So um, could have been a lot worse, put it that way. Here's a word from our sponsors at Innovation Labs. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Whether you need a VPN to protect you while online to allow you to change your worldwide location virtually, or maybe a bit of both, NordVPN gives you the freedom to do so. NordVPN also allows you to stream TV shows, films, and even sporting events which aren't available in your local region, changing to a country which is showing that content, meaning you can switch as seamlessly as a Kira McKenna in-game tactical tweak with just one click. But that's not all. NordVPN can also look after you while online, preventing your card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, safeguarding your personal and sensitive information from harm. Think of it as a Cyber Sam Morsey, offering protection to your own personal back four, but with far fewer yellow cards. NordVPN is available for the price of a cup of Bovril per month, and one account can be used across six different devices. Visit nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday, or click the link in the podcast description for more information about the offer, and a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee trial period. You'll also be helping out the pod by subscribing. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Follow. ITFC women scraped in 8-0 today. Lucy O'Brien, who we sponsor... Um, through the podcast on the score sheet again. Um, Rich says they demolished lower league Sutton Coldfield to reach the Women's FA Cup third round. Spurs low knee Lena Gunning-Williams needed a second half hat-trick. Have you ever seen a second half hat-trick in the flesh, Dave? Um, get in the chat on that one. A second half hat-trick. I'm, I'm going to talk about Alex Maffey in a minute in the first half oh, hat-trick. But, um, 
second half hat trick. Um, someone will come up with one, won't they? Um, the draw is uh, tomorrow with championship teams joining the fun. Ties played on Sunday, 10th of December. And just one more you will see in my garage office in the freezing cold. I'm in just a T-shirt because it is a Wear the Sport T-shirt, Seb. And you can get 15% off um, at Wear the Sport with your code Blue Monday. And in the corner there, Seb, Royce Premiership. Lovely stuff. Rich has got the Connor Chaplin one, isn't he? The golf swing nice. one. It's a, it's a nice range. I'm still deciding which one to get. I'm waiting for a Jono one. You know when he scored against uh, Walsall and ran to, to, oh. the, to the dugout with his arms up? I'd love that one. So have to wait and see what oh. comes available. Uh, they're saying Grant Ward in the chat. Oh, yeah, that on his sounds, debut against Barnsley. Yeah. Sounds like a very... I had a very Grant, yeah, wow, moment where I was yeah. doing some stats on Twitter about first... Um, First game of the season, hat-tricks. And as an Ipswich fan, I literally missed out the one by an Ipswich player. Which, um, sure, um, I'm sure Trevor Weimart, I was sure I witnessed Trevor Weimart scoring a second half hat-trick in that 7-0 West Brom game. I'm sure it. I'm sure all he three in the second half? Four. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he scored three in the second half in that game. Yeah, I think so. There you go. Um, yeah, right, Ward, yeah. let's... There you go. Yeah, let's talk about... Um, <laughs> it could have been worse in terms of results. And I mean... Let's be very honest about this. We're on round 17 and we can't, we, we, we still have, how many points have we got? 39 points. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, context is king on all of this. But um, uh, we were away at a uh, recent Premier League and parachute team and uh, both Leeds and Southampton, our two closest chasers, were away at teams down in the bottom four. So perhaps we had the trickiest game. So a one-point swing there. Um, you know, not the worst. And there it is. Um, guys, as usual, pick out anything you want to talk about. I'll just rattle through the results. Uh, Rotherham won, Leeds won then. So that's in our favour, big style. Um, Birmingham 2, Sheffield Wednesday 1, a Wazza win. Um, Bristol City 3, Middlesbrough 2. Um, you're talking about potential sixth place teams, I, I don't know, or playoff teams, um, a Middlesbrough defeat there. Put that in your pipe and smoke it however you like. I just feel one Southampton one again. Um, that works quite nicely for us. Leicester two, Watford nil. They were the big winners. Nobody in the bottom uh, in the top six, excuse me, going into the weekend one other than Leicester. A perfect uh, weekend, pretty much for them. Here's a really interesting game: Millwall versus Coventry. Literally, our next two opponents yeah. this week. Um, nil nil would have probably been better than a nice. <laughs> Nice, tasty Coventry win, but it's Millwall next and Millwall off the back of a horrible home defeat there. We'll get the boys' takes on that. Norwich won QPR nil. Apparently, this was um, kind of a uh, uh, nicest guy in jail competition. It wasn't um, a good game from what I hear from my Norwich friends, but back-to-back wins for them there, Canaries. Uh, Morgan Whitaker is inevitable. Plymouth Ouch. 2, Sunderland nil. Ouch, whack, woof. Uh, Preston <laughs> won Cardiff. Two 99th minute winner there. Uh, Stoke nil, Blackburn three. The great fun Blackburn, aren't they? Swansea two, Hull two. Anything, David, you want to pick out of, of um, that bunch, my friend? I mean, I suppose the obvious one is uh, to be mentioned at the Leeds, the Leeds game Friday night. Who, you know, they went one up, and I thought, crikey, this is going to be four or five here. And um, and you know, fair play to Rotherham stuck in there. I think with their only shot on target, certainly in the first half, got back to one one. They could have won it. They probably had the better chances to win it actually in the in the second half. But um, so that was certainly a, a bonus going into the going into the weekend. And as was obviously, um, we learned. Well, obviously, a couple of hours before we lost, there's uh, was a very late equaliser, a very late and welcome equaliser for um for Huddersfield against um against Southampton as well. So uh, yeah, they they were sort of two less than you'd expect of them to win at home against um against Watford. Although Watford have been on a fairly decent run of form, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think you'd have pretty much expected that. But um yeah, no, those those two results certainly um um sort of softened the blow of our defeat yesterday. I think. Yeah, um, Seb, if you want to crack in on that, and I'll bring the table up while you do it. Yeah, just to say, we you know we drop points at Rotherham, we drop points at Huddersfield, and it shows that you know some, sometimes you go to these places, and what at the time feels like a bit of a downer and feels like a bit of a, a missed opportunity. When you look back with a bit of hindsight, these aren't easy places to go. You know, the sides that are going to start scrapping for their lives are going to go more direct and go more physical, and and it's not just us that can get caught out by that, obviously. Um, Dave, is anything sort of changing for you in respect of the analysis we've given the last four or five weeks of, look, 
there's a probable top four there, given the points Leicester and Ipswich have on the board and that Leeds and Southampton are year one parachute. Yeah, squad. I mean, I think so. Having seen, though, West Brom last night, and, you know, you mentioned the cool brand sort of 18-game run under Huddersfield, you, they look like a side that are quite capable. And, I mean, apparently they were really unlucky um, just before the break against apparently Southampton. Apparently so, I've heard. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Hit the bar. and They, they won one and, and a really good chance. I think hit the bar. Um, and they got a, Southampton got a last-minute winner there. So, yeah, you would think West Brom would be certainly more on the on the evidence of last night would be would be more than um, would be more than capable, really. Yeah, some interesting results. I saw Cardiff had a bit of a smash and grab. I say, well, although Preston were down to weren't Robbie Brady, I think got sent off. Were down yeah. to sort of ten men for most of the second half, but they scored two really late goals. So, yeah, it's all it's all quite interesting. And again, you mentioned it. I mean, Morgan Whitaker's strike was <laughs> just sublime again, and it flipping it. What a player! What a player. What a player. Um, yeah. Seb, if Corberon is going to have a good season, it sounds really dull. Are you kind of down to one playoff place for, you know, if, if you assume you have a top four in whatever order? And I know form changes and we all, we all have yep. Middlesbrough coming on a charge and they lose one game and it's like, oh, well, Middlesbrough, not even in that shot on the screen there. But you would suggest... Preston, Cardiff, Hull, Sunderland, Blackburn, Bristol City, a lot of inconsistent teams there. And maybe Hull and Sunderland, you know, probably both can't get in there. But it does seem to be, um, I know we could do the three-game week as well and someone could get nine points and someone could get two points and you got a seven-point swing. But what's your take? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you've nailed it. I think the 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 the, the kind of the natural order is starting to take effect a little bit, given the starts that us and Leicester have had. In reality, you know, even if Leeds take us, uh, one of us two is going to seal one spot. Southampton are going to be there or thereabouts for the entire season. West Brom look good, I guess. With the only thing with West Brom is if they if they get some of their assets pinched, maybe in January, given the the kind of they are having maybe to sell people uh, if that if that catches up with them. And then yeah, like you say, it's a a mad race for sixth. And sometimes it's the team that finishes sixth that has that incredible momentum that carries them through isn't it i guess middlesbrough were the early season favorites i think i predicted them to go up second in the yeah I, in the, in, I had in the summer yeah, yeah, yeah i thought I they'd do really well they, they went on that yeah. awful start incredible run inconsistent since so we're going there in a couple of weeks time so i'd probably still make them probably i know they're further down than the likes of Hull and and sunderland and stuff but if they can get it going i'd maybe maybe fancy them to finish to finish sixth there's um there's someone just mentioned on the chat there um Blackburn a nice a nice sign I, mean, I know you said they're yeah. a bit bonkers Ben but yeah they're a they're you up yeah there you go yeah they they're a nice side yeah you know, really would, well they're very inconsistent though aren't they but yeah. they're capable very capable certainly away from home I um, would add a caveat to Mr Peanut's comment there which says Blackburn are the best team to visit PR mm. I mean that that may be that may be maybe true good. maybe good. Yeah. They're, they're just a very good attacking team they never draw and like you say they're a bit. They're a bit bonkers, and you can get... easy on the eye. Let's say that's a good easy on the eye, yeah. But you I guess if someone comes in with if someone comes in with money in January for Schmodich, that could deal around their whole their whole season. I guess couldn't it? That's yeah. the, the, the um, not, I guess. Lad Wharton in Wharton, um, yeah, midfield, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, cool, right? Um, we can go nice and early on to questions tonight. So if you've got any uh, questions for the boys, get them in the comments. Stick a Q. Um, before then, let me just give a quick plug for Telegram, uh, our Telegram service, because we had our first Telegram roundtable this past week, which was really, really good fun. So three of the guys off Telegram, I think I've seen Neil and um, Chris in the chat, Mark joined as well and all had their say. And that went out to our Telegram subscribers. And we're hoping to bring on um, different people each and every time. So if you want to get involved with that and have your voice heard and chat to one of us, um, from the podcast, then please do join up the Telegram. We're um, we're not obsessed with the sound of our own voices. We do want to hear what you guys have to say, and that's a real good um, platform, we think, too. Right, questions, questions, questions. Well, I'll start with a comment because Romeo is right. We'll come on to Millwall. We can do a little bit of detail on Millwall because we've got time um, tonight. I love Bart, but I hope we give him a miserable night on Wednesday. We will be witnessing the return of Bart to... Yeah, um, I hope he'll get a good reception. He should do. He should do, shouldn't yeah. he, after his yeah. 17 Player of the Year's awards. <laughs> there is, I think Carnivore Nation, as, as Harry used to say about you, Dave, cut through the crap. There's the $64,000 question. What would you change, and Joe didn't know the answer to this last time we asked, to try and I... cut out 
conceding the early goal. Big pattern now. But it's so different. All these early goals are so different. Like, for instance, last night, uh, you know, big point that Hinchcliffe made on, made on the Sky summary. First goal, with, I think, first goal we conceded from a corner or barely the first goal we conceded from a corner all season, I think. They're all very different, aren't they? It's a... Uh, yeah, I'm struggling. You, you do struggle for it. I mean, you know, will a change, you know, make a change at the back? Does that make a difference? Well, no, because when, when two and Zabi, when two and Zabi played, we, you know, we also conceded when they split, you know, split Burgess and Wolfenden. Um, I, I just don't think there, I don't think there, there is an answer to it. You know, last night, sometimes it's just good play. You know, the lead up to the goal was a great cross. Um, and, the, um, you know, and initially, and the, and the corner was a well-delivered corner. Um, short of uh, short, last night, short of having man on the far post. There you go. But then that's not that's not going to have any make any difference to probably the the five goals was conceded within the first what ten fifteen minutes in the previous five games. They've all been different. It's don't know. Seb McKenna to... did, did confess that we've spoken about it, so it is an issue that's been raised right, in yeah, their heads is. now, isn't it? Yeah, it's becoming a it's becoming a thing, isn't it? But like Dave says, they're all different. So how do you possibly plan against it? You know, you've had a set piece, you've had a worldie from Morgan Whitaker, you've had a bit of luck with Stansfield's opener when Bakuna kind of fumbles a a shot through. There's nothing Scuffs obvious. It. Yeah, there's nothing obvious standing out, is there? There's a mistake from Davis at Rotherham away. There's so many kind of variables. It's almost impossible to come up with a come up with a solution. Like Dave said, mm-hmm. you can't change person. Well, you you can change personnel, but we've we've done that and that didn't stop it. So it's a, a really weird one, isn't it? And mm-hmm. Seb, it's it's almost like we're actually the victims of this really relaxed, everyone knows what they're doing. We're not changing for everyone. There's going to be no, right, keep it tight for the first 10, get it in the other half. We're almost the victims of of that, which we love. You know, the fact that from minute one to minute 90, like you say about Davis, we're going to try a crossfield ball in our own half and, hmm. you know, a chest control mistake or what have you. We might get caught up the pitch and Jed Wallace gets behind. But, yeah, maybe... Maybe that's the um, that's the bite um, that we've had, isn't it? Um, Michael, uh, we'll go into detail on this, Michael, but it is a pertinent question, Seb. Would you change the team much for Wednesday night? And probably more importantly, will Kieran McKenna change the team much on <laughs> Wednesday night? We'll see some rotation when we tends to do it in these kind of three games weeks. I thought Twan Zabie would come in at, at West Brom because of the pace of their front line. So I'd imagine given Wolfenden wasn't great, you know, neither was Burgess to be fair. They both kind of struggled. So I'd expect Twan Zabie to be a, to be a starter. I'm not sure is, is Williams ready, do you reckon, to play two games in quick succession? Is Burns, uh, I guess it'll depend if, if Hutchinson is mm-hmm. back. And then I guess, yeah, Scarlett, like Dave said, you know, Scarlett did look good when he came on. He put himself around, uh, sort of put himself out a little bit bit and he was physical and he had that, that great effort towards the end of the game so potentially he might come in and maybe you rest Broadhead with a view to to give him Coventry at home you know the the, the guys that travelled Luongo Burgess Broadhead have all just looked a little bit leggy in recent weeks is it a chance to kind of dip them out maybe look to bring them back in against Coventry and give some of the, the squad players a run out or potentially just bring Luongo back in because he had the rest on he had the rest last night and kind of tighten up that midfield alongside Morsey Dave anything on that? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think I completely agree with all of that. I think we'll we'll so I think we'll, for certain we'll see Twan Zabi play on um on Wednesday. And yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Luan go back in the centre with Morsey and yeah, Scarlett start for yeah, maybe Broadhead or maybe even maybe even Chaplin. But yeah, I would probably say Broadhead on the on the evidence of, of last night. Um, Chaplin's not quite been at it, has he, the last few kind of games. No. He, he, he scores in spells, but if he's... yeah, Seb, he, I know he's... you're not going to want to hear this, but I've, I've talked about this, about having the flexibility to go to a more 4-3-3 shape. We could have done with an extra body in midfield yesterday. Yeah, last night. I know night, it's easy yeah. to say yeah. after the fact. Yeah, last it? night. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And you have kind Definitely. of Taylor as that slightly more advanced of the two and have the base of Morsey and uh, Morsey and Luongo kind of mopping up to kind of yeah, combat their, their central midfield. Yeah. Um, it's a question from the boss, guys. We better read it out, Richard. Um, can McKenna flex his selection to suit the opposition more or do we need hashtag more bodies in the building? I wonder if he's maybe talking about we've, we've seen, so we're going to come up against Hadji Wright for Coventry and George Edmondson has played against the hard-running strikers so we might we might see that on saturday i'm trying to think specifically we just don't know it we talk about i think there's been there's been evidence of that i think edmondson against hull edmondson up against um what delap it was only up against yeah that was the comparison i was drawing yeah yeah 
I guess yeah. Rich there is referring to physicality, isn't he? We were talking about it in the stands last night. You know, did, did mm. we have other players that could have potentially started not... given what we knew we were going up against? There were times when, you know, Chaplin, poor guy, is trying to win a flick on against Kipre and Bartley, you know, and he's got no chance yeah. whatsoever. So is, is it, was it maybe a chance to give, I don't know, Scarlett is physically bigger than, you know, than Chaplin. Was it a chance to give him more of a, more of a run out to maybe combat that physical domination that West Brom had over us? But have we really got those, those kind of options? Yeah. You know, that you, you look at the bench, harness isn't the biggest Jackson's quick but he's not overly physical the Dapo's big-ish but Hurst is the more physical of the two so I think when he's saying more bodies in the building it's it's, it's something that maybe we need to look at in look at in general more, more girth more girth <laughs> <laughs> but Dave this is where I was so happy with McKenna last season because he did pivot during the season he realized where things were going wrong and if his pivot this season is Fairness. oh look that we we might in certain games, we might have to but do I think this little tweak. You're right, Ben, but I still think what it comes down to is the quality of opposition now, isn't it? We didn't face a team like that last season. Well, that's you know, true. Yeah, that's, no, that's, just, that's, just, that's very he'll, true. He'll learn from it, won't he? You know, we, we yeah. won't, we yeah. won't, when we, when we play them in the return game, whenever that is, March, April or whatever, we yeah. know that McKenna will take things on board from last night and, and, and he will learn from it. Yeah. Um, Rob? I mean, this is an important thing to address. I know people get very snippy and emotional about this, but Rob has every right to ask this question, Dave. Do you feel we're starting to have our blip last four games, five points and eight goals conceded? Um, can I just have my say quickly, Dave, before you come Yeah, go, in? go. That you can't... It, we might be, but we can't rule it out. It normally needs a few more games um, for me to say for certain, because I can sit here and make arguments, because three of those four games have been away from home haven't they, mm. where we've conceded mm. the, the two mm. twos against Birmingham and um, and that business. And then you've got the international break in between, which you can, can always make an argument against it. Um, I, I would say um, if we go and beat Millwall in the next game, everyone will say blip, cancel. Um, but he's got a right to ask that, hasn't he, Dave? Yeah, I, I think it's a good point you make there. It's a good question, but it's a good point you make there. I think... Let's see what our point. Let's see how many points we gather from these next two games. So come Saturday evening, if we uh, conceivably draw, if we don't get say three, let's say four, and we're being greedy, four points from these next two games. If we don't get four points, so perhaps a win, two, a win and a loss, then yeah, you could, you probably would consider that a, a blip, wouldn't you? Good, just based on our form so far. Well, I mean, it's a uh, we, we discussed this, Sev, haven't we? That um... We we can't in in uh, in good faith make comparisons on two point four points per game or what <laughs> it, whatever the ridiculous number yes. number we've got. <laughs> yeah. So you can argue uh, as an objective fact that the points um, have dropped off in in that period. But yeah, what, what's your take anyway, Seb? Well, yeah, I understand the last four games, but like you say, three have been away from home. You know, you've got a, a kind of a new manager facing Rooney. Rotherham's a, a very physical place that we don't traditionally do that well at. Last night we were we were kind of schooled a little bit and we, we won the last home game against Swansea. So I think there is mitigation there. Like you say, it's the fact that our form has been incredible for 18 months apart from a, a what a, a six-week spell kind of January to to mid-February at the start of, of, of this year so naturally you cannot keep that level of performance up and you will start to regress a little bit and if regressing is drawing your away games losing two out of 17 and winning all your home games it's not really that much of an issue I think like, like Dave says the next two games will tell us a lot if we yeah. bounce back and beat them both and we're sat here oh. on six points next Sunday oh. uh, no problem this this game can be you know you move on quickly if we draw one if we lose lose one then potentially yeah maybe we're at the same position we were last year where you know it kind of got, got to December didn't it and we were discussing does the squad need a, a bit of refreshing is, is you know are we being found out that kind of stuff and I guess those chats will continue but I, I think we'll beat Millwall and Coventry personally and I had last down last night down as a, as a defeat I, I yeah. said 1-1 to, to appease Rich on the on the pre-match show because I thought he'd say <laughs> I was being miserable um, but I, I, I thought we'd lose um, on I came the championship check-in podcast I said 1-0 Sam Parkin had 1-0 written down and changed it to 2-0 to West Brom because I'd said 1-0. Oh, so I literally sh- forced him into the right um, prediction. Uh, tell you what, I would say, given the manner of the defeat last night and the complete, and again, okay, it's it's, it's the quality of opposition, the complete dom- how we were dominated. Man, if we can win these next two home games, that will probably be the, the one of the more impressive things so far this season. Incredible. Yeah. 
And then we'll be on 45 points by the first week of December, which is mental. <laughs> 45 to survive. Hey? Insane. That is absolutely... 80% survival rate with Crazy. 45 points. Crazy. Come on. on the, you, know your, you know your 10-year numbers, don't you? Um, Norman. Norman always asks good questions. I always look forward to Norman's questions. Uh, based on last night's performance, this is so hard, isn't it? Where would you strengthen to make us more? Yeah, when but... our, our key strength is our pattern of play, isn't it? Not an individual yeah. player. I think we've all said, look, we need another, we need another striker in. We do. I think, I think that's, you know, we've said that all the way through. But I don't think Norman, you can pretty much go by too much on last night's performance, given the given the quality and how well the, you know, the opposition played on the night. To be fair, uh, Seb, you got anything to add on that one? No, a striker is the the number one for me, and maybe a, a, a central midfielder. Looking at the fact that you know Luongo is going to go away, Taylor has shown glimpses. You know he's capable of the odd thirty yard absolute thunder bastard, but equally mm-hmm. he can sometimes go go missing occasionally. Evans is out, Ball's a squad player. Maybe central midfield, somebody alongside alongside Morsey, that bit of extra quality and maybe experience to see us through. Yeah, um, horse. Hollera, how much does Sammy Smolich cost in the January sales? Um, I would like to point out to Horst Hollera, this is the worst possible time to sign Sammy Smolich because he's a top scorer in the league. And I've just checked um, 2025 with an extra year's option on his contract. So um, they can pretty much... I I know Venky's a a bit strapped for cash in terms of the FFP, but that would be... um, Top dollar. yeah, we've looked at Cannon to Leicester and Stewart to Southampton and Piro to Leeds as what the year one parachute teams have been able to do. And you're with him at the top of the charts, Dave. You're almost in. Well, in and those also, numbers, do, you, do you think there's a there's a sort of a, you know struggling Premier Premier League side that would take a punt on him? I'd say no. Uh, what, what do you think, Seb? No, yeah, no one, no one kind of jumps out thinking. Yeah, I, I guess the, the, they'll and want the more tried and two or three years of. Really yeah, no, they'll, they'll want no, the no, tried and trusted, not the. Season, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, they'll want tried yeah. and trusted, not kind of you know four or five months of, of exceptional data. I assume. Hmm. Um, is there any West Brom play you'd like to see in our <sighs> side? I think we'll get. There's a few shouts for Jed Wallace in the you know who would be lovely down the um Tell you what, down the right Tell wing. You, you mentioned um, Yokuslu as well. He's just very it's Turkish. And I like I tell you, I, I like the physicality games. of the striker as well. Thomas Asante, Asante Thomas. Imagine, what, imagine what McKenna would do with Grady Diangana as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, I, he's, I, he's probably the one. Yeah, for me, I, I like Mowat as well. Mowat alongside Morsi. Yeah, he played happy well, with as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a bit bit more of a bit more of a like deep line playmaker than um, which we actually that McKenna doesn't play with one, does he? It's the goalkeeper. <laughs> Um, any more for any more? I think we are. I think we are looking all right there. Right, let's move on, and we will. Um, we'll talk about Millwall. Um, let me just give the um, bits and bobs for the rest of the week, because of course there'll be no uh, Millwall sort of preview, so to speak. So we can uh, we can go into a bit of detail now on that specific game. Um, we will be doing a post game reaction on. Wednesday, I might do a watch along for that as well. So you could join us um, mm. all night for for that. Mikey, uh, Seb, and Rich are going to be um, for that one. Uh, Friday, Seb and Rich are going to be previewing Coventry, um, and then we'll be back on the flagship on Sunday. Hopefully, um, hopefully can I can I just up. ask uh, how what was what were the viewing figures like for your watch along for the England games? <laughs> <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not good. Um, yeah, we'll struggle in the international break. And when the when the football is um, oh. is that turgid, um, oh my then, god! Yeah, we struggle even more. But yeah, never a, a turgid night and dreadful um, entertainment in the uh, Blue Certainly Monday podcast. Not. Right. So Millwall, uh, we've got very used to Millwall being this um, side that punches above their financial status. Um, in terms of being, I think they've had like two eighth and one seventh since they've been been close to the, I think they're actually closer to the playoffs points wise when they were eighth, but obviously, you know, seventh with less points is better than eighth with more points. It's literally literally how we um, work the league tables, but everything has changed now without Gary Rowett. So normally we would be saying, oh, is this a team we're going to struggle against in terms of the, Maybe the Rotherham game, the Huddersfield game, QPR, 
I mean, they were a bit different last night because it wasn't a low block. It was just a very good defensive shape um, and um, a little bit more aggressive with the press than, say, those other teams I've mentioned um, were. Maybe I'm doing QPR down a bit because they were quite aggressive. But so we've got Joe Edwards in now who's had two games and um, try and analyse this. He he won the first one 4-0 at um, Shepherd Wednesday. He won the, uh, sorry, and he lost the second one 3-0 at home to Coventry. Um, let me just bring the um, bring the teams up so I can um, give you a bit of a steer. You'll obviously be very familiar with the keeper there. Jake Cooper's been around for years. Um, Murray Wallace at left back is something I'd like to see because Wes Burns will have a field day. That guy <laughs> is not mobile, let's just say. Someone who is mobile, who is excellent, who I like very much, actually, when you talk about redirecting loans, Brooke Norton Cuffey, an Arsenal um, youngster there at right back. Um, look out for Casper Denor as well, who's Dave's type of player there. He's not very rower. Um, he can move the ball nicely. And Zian Fleming will try and get 25 yards from goal and have lots and lots of shots. Um, like but um, what's your sort of take on um, this iteration now of Millwall? And I think it's quite a good time to play them, Dave. I'd rather be playing them now than... Because you know, with Broward, frankly, yeah, because obviously they're very much in transition, in transition, aren't they? Um, but as you say, what what can you read? What can you read about the last two games? I mean, it's bonkers, isn't it? Okay, Sheffield Wednesday, we all know are struggling, but yeah, I'm, I, yeah, sort of four really. I think pretty well constructed goals against them, and then yesterday, I, I saw the highlights yesterday. A little bit unlucky. I think mean, I think Bart Bart was a bit. Well, exposed perhaps for a couple of those goals. A couple he sort of seemed to make pretty good saves and just defence didn't react and, and you know, um commentary commentary which is oh, sharper. You you the data agrees with you there. Look at that. Twenty twenty shots to eleven. Um yeah. they put up one point eight two on the XG and did not score. Yeah, um, so, Millwall, so could have yeah. gone differently, couldn't it? Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. But you know, Millwall's always, yeah, usually, usually a fairly tough game. So, yeah, looking forward to it. But you would think um, our home advantage will tell. Fingers crossed. What's your take, Seb? Yeah, like Dave said, good time to play them. You know, you'd worry more if it was still Rowett playing the the kind of more pragmatic kind of football that we sometimes do struggle against. I guess Joe Edwards, I, I can't pretend to know anything about him. Two, two kind of freakish results. Like Dave says, you know, everyone goes away to Wednesday and does well because they're a bit of a basket case. And then yesterday it looked like Bart made a couple of sharp saves and was the victim of, you know, some 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 close-range finishing from, Seb, he's from Coventry. Got, he's got a, a, a more McKenna-type path is he ex-Chelsea? Um, is, is that it? So he, same... did the, yeah. he did the... And ask Sam Parkin about this because he literally works for Chelsea TV, but he did the um, Chelsea Academy teams. So he did have um, okay. Reese James and Tammy Abraham. So, I mean, oh. he had some nice tools to work with um, <laughs> there in terms of a couple of future England players. And then Frank Lampard um, promoted him when Lampard returned from Derby onto his staff. And then he took him to Everton with him as well. And a bit like the Steve Cooper way, Seb, he then got England under 20s. So, okay. I mean, this is good news for playing them now because he looks like the sort of manager who will build something over the long term rather than, you know, like a Mick or a Warnock or who will come straight in and have the players eaten out of their hand and, you know, get a tune at them. So that would be my take on him, Seb. Yeah, so very unlikely that we'll see them lining up in the second half of the season with a four-four-two like it was there. They're still kind of in the Gary Rowett kind I, of. I think that might be Footmob taking the GPSs and making a big leap. To be honest, but yeah, they, they yeah. yeah, it sounds like he's one of these professional young kind of coaches. You know, the the, the sort that is now the 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 trend. I saw a stat the other day saying that half the championship, the top half of the championship, only one manager is under fifty now. It's Mowbray at Sunderland. You know, it's it's what everybody's going for now, isn't it? These younger kind of coaches that have come through Premier League size and Premier League academies who have been you know. Specialists in their field for the last 10, 15 years. So, yeah, transitional season for them. Good time to play them. Like Dave said, our home advantage would would make me pretty confident. You know, maybe not so confident if it was a an away game straight away. But the fact mm. is at Portman Road, straight away under the lights, we can you know dip a couple of bodies out, bring a couple of bodies in, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we'll we'll, we'll see that one through quite comfortably. So. To be honest, with ben, you. I mean, uh, uh, the, the like 18, 18, um, well, they're eighteenth, twenty points. You, you yeah. don't see them. You don't see them in any sort of trouble you think they'll be fine so no, mid table no. pushing pushing above from mid table 
And the thing is, Dave, we've got a real layer there with that bottom four this season. Where uh, good point. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah. sounding, I'm sounding like I'm talking with great certainty about the top four and the bottom four. But if anyone wants to lay against me, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised four, if the current yeah. top four is the final top four and Oof. the Oof. current bottom four is the final. But you look at Plymouth, and we know Plymouth very well. They're just way better than that bottom four. And I've so mm. are Millwall and so are. Mm. So are Coventry, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. no, unless this turns out to be a really atrocious appointment. I mean, I've got quite a soft spot for Millwall, actually. I like the way they no, punch no, against yeah. the um, yeah, against the parachute teams yep. and, and, and yep. whatnot. Right, guys in the chat, and I'm going to ask David and Seb, um, McKenna is not afraid to make three, four, I can't remember if someone can uh, light me up as well on how many he made against Southampton, because that might have been four or five. Might have been four. I can't quite remember. Yeah. Um, but let us know what your what your team would be against um, against Millwall. Um, just thinking it through, Seb. Um, obviously, we're going to have flag key and goal. Um, you've already mentioned the potential. I mean, I suppose we think Davis is a definite. Maybe you could have Clark come in for one, and then Williams return on Saturday. But then you could do Williams for two games, and then have Clark play on. Saturday, and maybe you could have two and Zabi, but would that be for Burgess or would that be for Wolfenden? One thing I'm fairly sure about is if Luongo didn't start against the Baggies, that he probably will start um, against Millwall. Um, as much as it breaks my heart a bit, Dave's kind of right about Broadhead. So whether you might see a switch there, or as he just got too much quality, just does his hour and away you go anyway. but um Seb go, sorry I'm, I'm I'm overthinking now but what how many changes do you see and where would you put them uh I think we'll see four or five depending if Hutchinson is is kind of well or not they said he was ill didn't they didn't give any more detail than that so I think Twan Zabel will come into the back line um I couldn't tell you at this point if it'll be for Wolfenden or Burgess I guess longer term it's him and Wolfenden for most of January early Feb with Burgess being away but Wolfenden wasn't great last night so I could see him being being rested Williams looked okay at 90 minutes he, he wasn't kind of blowing he didn't look overly knackered so potentially he, he fills in again I think Luongo does come back in against uh, alongside Morsey and kind of looks to rebuild that that relationship that we know so well has proved so effective and you know they'll look to dominate the dominate the play from there and then Broadhead's the kind of the enigma one isn't it if he is a home player though but yeah I guess you would he's not been on form recently so logically he might be the one to drop out and Scarlett comes into that position but he's so good at Portman Road isn't he you know I'm it's mainly a way he tends to struggle so like you say do you potentially give him the hour see what he can do he's not a finisher is he Broadhead oh yeah no no he's He's, a starter yeah he Um, gets a feel for the game and then comes off after 60 right yeah, I think that, that that might stay the same, and maybe Hutchinson in for Burns on the uh, uh, on the right hand side. Given that Burns has been out for a while, you know, he's had two weeks of solid training, but um, he, he he did get subbed last night. So maybe Hutchinson, if he's fit, to come back in alongside uh, on the right hand flank with Williams behind him. So I quite like that Hutchinson Williams kind of relationship. I think they've got a decent understanding between them. Well, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I've just seen some of the ch- some of the teams go through the chat there. I mean, you know, and I saw a couple of couple of the suggested teams maybe swapping both um, Broadhead and Chaplin for um, Scarlet and and Harness. Would that not be too much? Think, that would surprise two, me. That, yeah, it, yeah, that yeah. would surprise me. Quite frankly, yeah, that that really would surprise me. Um, yeah, I so yeah, I I would say perhaps either Scarlet and or harness as, as has been recently harnessed for harness for broadhead when he hasn't been there so yeah we sh- we shall see but i think i think seb's right i think there could be yeah at least three or four changes score prediction for me then um seb can we actually have a clean sheet for once it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, if we can keep a clean sheet, not not concede early and stop giving away these silly goals. Yeah, a lovely kind of professional performance, a 2-0 like we saw so many times last year, you know, where we'd kind of dominate sides, score relatively early and just see games out professionally. That would, that would be lovely. I'd much rather have a 2-0 clean sheet than a 3-1 or a 4-1 victory, you know, get back to making us kind of hard to score against and 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 stop giving away these, these silly goals that we have recently. So I'll say 2-0, pretty comfortable score in the first 10 minutes or so. Is there any sense, Dave, in batching these two games? Because I think they might both be quite stiff, might they? Millwall and well, Coventry. You, you... It could be, could be lower 
lower chances in these games um, across both teams than I've just got a feeling about this. It could be could be low scoring. I know that's not been the way for us. Oh, I, I'm confidently predicting a three-two. Uh, both games. <laughs> Another one. Yeah, yeah, both games. Can we um, stop conceding no, you two were, goals, Dave? You you were saying a couple of weeks back when we did this sort of eight game eight game sort of prediction that you, you it was a commentary game you were more concerned about. Yeah, you thought it would be a point, didn't you? You thought it would be a draw. Yeah. And them, them winning 3-0 at the weekend. The, the problem I've got with Coventry is, um, and I know it's it's very throwaway to say someone's in a false position, because, you know, well, what does that mean? You know, explain. But I think Coventry will, I just think their players are way better than where they are in the league. I think the manager's well, really good. And, and there and will also, be a trend up. I'm pretty sure about that. And also, they just lost two huge players, didn't they? Two massive players. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, and it's going to take it's going to take time. And I mean, this is famous last words because this Hadji Wright doesn't seem to be able to score, and Sims is struggling. The lad um, Sakamoto, you'll like Dave. He's got one of those first touches that's like a, you know, it's like glued to his glued to his glove. And a lot of um, comments about Ben Sheaf um, in in the central midfield for them. But when you see what Jokerez is doing in Portugal. Maybe you, maybe they had a bit of a Emi Buendia type situation where they did have two really good players. Maybe they had one who was really carrying them um, last season. Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well what's, I don't I, know. I haven't noticed. Is he? What is he stinking the place out in Portugal? No, no, he's way? smashing oh, it. Absolutely. Oh, is he really? He got I, like I, no. nine goals in thirteen in the. Wow. Portuguese top league for... Yeah, I, I really hadn't picked up on that. Wow. Bloody hell, yeah. Um, let's get some predictions in. They're always lovely on a Ipswich Town podcast, aren't they? There we go. 2-0 Town, 3-0, 2-1 Town. First 3-1 for KM. Has KM never won 3-1? Is that right? You no, know? it's the scoreline that's never happened, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Ex- excellent shout from Romeo Love there. That. How did you know that, Seth? Uh, Chris, 1-0 Town, 3-1 Town. We're very confident Come here. Um very, very confident. There we go. Tractors three, um, Lions two. No, we don't. I was only joking, guys. We don't want. We don't want any more of those. <laughs> no, I please, mean, look, please give a, us a clean don't sheet. Don't want any more of those. A, a win's a win, isn't it? Yeah, but, but, a win, but you're right. Yeah, you take it now, but yeah, you prefer a, a boring, comfortable. As Seb said, two one, well, even a one nil, but one nil, two nil. Yeah, you prefer much prefer that. Cool, dear. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, guys, amazing stuff. Um, final thoughts, then, Seb. Um, just in terms of the psychology of this, this is a team, a squad, a manager, a club, a fan base that is not used to losing. The, the last times um, we've lost, we've then gone on massive unbeaten streaks, you know, literally into double figures of games after the Oxford game and after the Leeds game. So just talk to me about the... <laughs> the status of this and you know going into this week now well, without wanting to sound like a premier league instagram post we we go again don't we you know it did it, it's a great opportunity for us to bounce straight back and if we do that it doesn't really matter we are going to lose games i know none of us are, are used to it after the last 18 months of amazingness that we've all experienced but losing games of football at difficult places against physical sides who are well coached does happen it, it's the norm I've got no doubts that we will probably lose two more in December. I think that's you know maybe being being fair. Looking at the fixture list with Middlesbrough away and Leeds away, Leicester at home, you know we will drop points, and that's fine because we've given ourselves such an amazing start to the season and such an amazing kind of platform to to fall from. It's a bit of a free hit because of the the, the Leeds dropping, you know Leeds and Southampton both dropping points at the weekend. So. Don't dwell on it. We move on. McKenna will have, you know, learned from it. I'm sure he's been in today watching the replay, seeing what could be done differently. And we've now got a great chance to follow it up with these two home games with, with six I'm sure, points. I'm sure Joe Edwards has been in today watching that game as well, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> this is blueprint. <laughs> but if we follow it up with six points, six points from three game week, it's two points oh, per game. It's absolutely fine, isn't be. it? Don't worry about it. Move on. I've seen some of the stuff on social media. Don't panic. You know, this is going to happen. We will lose games to now at the end of the season. It's how we react to it. And the one thing this side has shown us like you just said over the last 18 months we reacted to defeats very very well so give them a chance to go out there and prove it Dave yeah totally agree this these next two games I think are really tell you what the squad's about I think and it will be the the biggest squad for sure so yeah crikey if we can come out of these 
next two games of six points. It'll be incredible. I would say incredible, but honestly, really, really, really good after after perhaps a little bit of a um, yeah a um, not setback last night, but a bit of a rude awakening perhaps last night. Oh, hang on, yeah, perhaps yeah, we're not. I say not quite as good as we thought we were, but yeah, this is going to be this is going to be tough. We know it is, but. Yeah, these next two games, I think, will tell you um, tell you a lot about ourselves. Can we just take a Can we just take a few seconds out to talk through the Ganacho goal this afternoon, guys? Yeah. Can we do that? <laughs> oh my god! Wow! Have you? It? Yeah. Oh my word! Someone said on the on the chat that um, he shinned it like Rooney, but <laughs> what a goal! Flaming it. It's the best one. Uh, I remember the Ronaldo one in the Champions League, the Rooney one in the Manchester Derby. Bale one, it's, Bale. It's, it's the Bale one in the Champions League, but it's, it's the best by far, isn't it? Because it's further out and it's the ball seems higher coming at him. And he's... It is. It's one of the best. Do you remember the Trevor Sinclair one? That was from about 40 yards when it bent. That's a bit loopy, that one. Jean-Pierre yeah, Papin was the... Yeah. He was the guy, wasn't he, for Marseille and for Milan. Um, oh, oh Jean-Pierre Papin, yeah. But that and we was should... Oh, sorry. Best. We should um, really pay tribute oh. to... Terry Venables as of well, course. Dave. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know he'd been uh, he'd been ill for some time, but yeah, what a, what a man, what a character, and um, you know, you you hear and you know, anyone that played from anyone that was associated with him professionally today, just speaking so highly of him. Yeah, absolute. You know, his football was an absolute joy, wasn't it? Remember that summer, Euro '96 was one of my oh. first kind of tournaments. You know, I remember Italian '90 a little bit, but Euro '96 was the first one, and that that Holland game, you know, carving teams apart and. Oh, the the Brook Hotel. Can you see? Oh, side out. Oh, Hang on. Can you? See? Oh dear. Oh, it faded. I can't a bit. get. It's fade. You can't see it. It says two. It just says two Ben. Oh, can you see it? Oh yeah. Two yeah. Ben. Oh yeah. Got it. Yeah, you got it there. So, yes. Was he visiting with Middlesbrough at the time? Was it? Uh, Is that Crystal, why they were? Crystal Palace. Um, okay. And um, wow. obviously, we should be paying tribute to Terry Venables, but I did. Have a five-minute conversation with Attilio Lombardo, and being the nerd I was, talked to him about the Wembley European Cup final when Kuman scored at Wembley for Sam. But I was—I'm not tall man, and I was taller than him. But yes, um, uh, let's just put these few up. Um, Terry Venables, yeah, um, and for anyone who was watching the Euro '96, um, talking about Euro uh, on, on that topic, talking about Euro '96, I'm going to see the Lightning Seeds in a couple of weeks. Things could be marvelous. Things could be fabulous soon we hope they are this has been the blue monday podcast with um hopefully um four or six points coming in the remainder of this three game week see you all after the millwall game on wednesday night It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.